You're listening to The Hungry Soul with Rachel Foy, covering all topics from spirituality, mindset work, beliefs, relationships, food, body image, business, money, self-expression, and more, helping you become a soul-fed woman. So hello there, everybody, and welcome to episode 41 of The Hungry Soul. How are you doing? So I'm sat here right now in my office with a very hot cup of coffee. I've got my radiator on and I've got a blanket over my legs because winter has well and truly arrived here in the UK. Yeah, I think it's uh, safe to say that summer, if we can say that we even had a summer this year, it's officially finished, but never mind. Seasons come, seasons go, and that also means that it's the next kind of part of the year is about to start of the coldness and maybe the snow and all the gorgeous things that happen at this time of the year. So before I introduce you to today's gorgeous guest, and I know that you're going to get so much out of this gorgeous, beautiful conversation that I had with her not too long ago, I just want to mention something that's going on over here at the Soul Fed Woman HQ, and it's all about the Soul Freedom Sisterhood, which is a six-month experience for 10 women who are really ready to embark on their journey of becoming a Soul Fed Woman. So today's interview is with somebody who's all about messaging and mindset and she actually talks quite a lot about her story of how she started to be honest with herself and tune into her kind of inner wisdom of what she really wanted out of life. And earlier on this year, I was doing the same. And I was really pulled to create a beautiful space, a very intimate space for a maximum of 10 women where we go through this incredible transformation of support and alliance and just kind of truth telling and reconnecting back to who we are and I created the soul freedom sisterhood which is what this is all about so the soul freedom sisterhood the applications have now reopened for the next one that's due to start towards the end of this year um, beginning of next year and this is really for that woman who is fed up of feeling lost fed up, down, she doesn't know who she is anymore, she wants more out of life but she doesn't really know where to start and where to begin and this is a process through which I will take you from feeling that way to actually starting to feel more more excited about life, you know, really allowing you to, to no longer feel that overwhelm, burnout, feeling lost and starting to experience fun and happiness And it's taking you on this journey of uncovering who you really are. So removing the masks, changing the stories, embodying your fullest potential as a soul-fed woman. Now, this is not all woo-woo meditation stuff, although there is quite a bit of that in it. This is really deep, powerful transformation on a soul level. So if that's something that's kind of spiked your curiosity, I want to direct you over to soulfedwoman.com forward slash sisterhood, where you can find all the information on there. And there's also an application button if you want to have a chat with me about this. No obligation, it's for that you and I can kind of find out whether we're on the same page and whether this is what you're needing right now in your life, okay? So without further ado, let's move on to introducing today's guest here on The Hungry Soul. So the guest is Susie Ashworth and Susie is someone who I've kind of known online as is always the case with this online entrepreneur life. Um, We're in quite a few groups together 
and I reached out to Susie a little while ago to ask her to come on the show because I've been following her with such kind of inspiration and excitement as well as to how she's evolving and growing and changing what she's been doing. So Susie is a life and business mentor. She's also a Hay House author. She's a TEDx speaker and she's the founder of the Limitless Life Experience. Susie helps heart-centered entrepreneurs master the three most important M's in their lives and they are mindset, messaging and money by helping them make massive mind shifts when it comes to realizing what they're really capable of achieving. So Susie and I caught up with each other, um, it was actually during the summer holidays when both of our, all of our children we're actually at home at the time um, and it was quite funny before I hit record Susie's children were making noise my children were making noise and we were like oh this isn't going to work but we managed it we got a beautiful interview and I know that you're going to really enjoy this conversation with Susie, Susie Ashworth so here you go enjoy everyone so here she is the lovely Susie good afternoon hey Rachel thank you so much for having me you're very welcome how are you today I'm on the whole, I'm okay. There's part of me that is kind of looking forward till tomorrow when the kids go back to school and order can be restored. But aside from that, I'm good. Good stuff. We've just both said the same. It's like, yay, they're going back. It's like, yeah. anyway. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, let's uh, let's get stuck into this beautiful conversation. So, for those of um, those people that are watching or listening right now that maybe haven't yet discovered your wonderful work on the World Wide Web, do you want to give everybody a quick introduction as to who you are and what are you all about? Yes, my my name is Susie Ashworth. I am a mind shift and messaging mentor, and I help soul leaders and which is basically women who want to lead with soul, master the two most important M's in their life, which are their mindset and their message. And when you get those two things nailed, the money tends to flow. So I'm all about the M's. I love it. Mindset, me mindset, message, and yeah, a bit of a tongue twister. Totally <laughs> agree with that, though. It's really powerful. So, um, obviously, this conversation is all around kind of being a soul-fed woman. The podcast mm. is the hungry soul, yeah. and I ask everybody that comes on the show the same question to begin with. So, I'm going to ask you as well, and I'd really like to know what does it mean for you to be a soul-fed woman. Well, first of all, I want to say thank you for recognising me as a soul-fed woman. I thought it was just a massive, massive compliment. And I think that over well, it's a lifetime, obviously, but particularly over the last couple of years and, and in the last 12 months of my entrepreneurial journey, being a soul-fed woman is about listening to your heart and getting out of your head and into your body and responding to your wants and your desires and your needs that perhaps don't logically make sense, that perhaps maybe sometimes feel a little bit self-indulgent, but you're just so pulled towards certain things that to ignore the core almost feels painful. So it's about following those little signposts and sometimes big sledgehammers saying this is where you need to go and moving in that direction. So for me, that's being a soul fed woman. 
won't say it's all about listening to that inner kind of voice that inner guidance that we all have but we often choose to ignore exactly so from what you've said then does that imply that you've had moments actually not that long ago when you perhaps weren't as soul-fed because you said it's only really been in like the last 12 months or so I think that it's just about being more conscious mm. and I think that the way that we grow up and the school system and the work system and culturally we are set up to respond to other people's needs and wants and desires and we often do the things that we think that we should be doing and I think that for a lot of people that works for a long time and you're kind of just okay and life is good. It's not amazing, but it's good enough. Yeah. And so we stick with that. And I think that particularly on uh, the entrepreneurial journey, people say it's the best self-development and the best self-help you can ever have because you can no longer look to when you look to be doing the things that you think you should be doing quite often it's where you see your failures and after a while of trying to follow the blueprints and find the strategy and find the thing that's going to make the biggest difference which we all do all of a sudden you kind of get sick of listening to everybody else and trying stuff that looks like it's working amazingly for other people but not working for you yeah and then you start listening to yourself yeah so i've been in business for three years now the first year was a slog the second year i really came into my own and this year has been amazing and the bigger my business grows i there's it's absolutely linked with a growing confidence in following my bliss and sharing my message unfiltered or as unfiltered as I can be right now I'm not there you know I haven't made it but I'm on the journey and I'm consciously trying to step into that more and more every day which is exactly what I help my clients with absolutely I love how you said then about unfiltered because as soon as you said that my vision is this like unapologetic version of who you are it's like filters off stories off this is who I am I'm owning it I'm not here to please everybody and I think sometimes we struggle whether it's just as women or people in general but we do struggle don't we to keep those filters in place and yeah. it sounds like you've experienced that as I have and I'm sure that a lot of the listeners have as well so what did you do like how did you start getting rid of those filters can you remember kind of what the progression was for you i think that it's been uh, well well in excess of 20 years worth of work mm. so it's interesting that a few weeks ago even i looked at my brand story with a really great coach and we looked at my life and how my life is intrinsically linked to how I show up now and my values and what's important to me. And a big pivotal moment for me was losing my parents, my foster mum at 19 and then my foster father at 22. Mm. And because of that, I left my hometown and I went to live abroad for four years, spent time in Amsterdam and Thailand and Ibiza 
And during that time, I met some really special people who introduced me to, you know, personal development, self-development, law of attraction, you know, lots of stuff around mindset. And that's where the journey began, just really trying to make the most of my life and realize, take responsibility and choose so rather than feeling like life was happening to me really taking control and I think that that well 100% that's where it started and then when I got pregnant with my son six years ago that was another really big pivotal moment for me because I I wanted to be able to look him in the eyes and say you can do whatever you desire to do and in order to be able to do that I didn't think that I could continue working in media selling advertising space um, uh, you know worrying about who's on the front page of the Guardian you know I didn't feel like that that was going to be the thing that, that allowed me to be the role model that I wanted to be for him and so that's when the process of starting to change things and think about what I could be doing that felt more meaningful to me began. What do you think, taking that as an example then, so kind of like you said before you made that transition from doing your corporate media type job into evolving into where you are right now, when you kind of look back on that, what do you think your soul was hungry for at the time? Like what, what kind of felt that was missing for you? Meaning. Mm. You know? Big one. Yeah, I wanted to feel like I was making a difference. Yeah. And doing the job that I was doing, I wasn't making a difference. I was making a difference to, you know, big corporates like BMW and Mercedes and PC World, but not to me. Yeah. Not to, I wasn't doing something that lit me up. And I think what was interesting, actually, is that I didn't enjoy my job. And I loved the life that I had created for myself and the life that I was living with my husband, with my boyfriend at the time. We had a great life, but it didn't feel like... I knew that I didn't want to be CEO of the company. And it was like, if I don't want to go to the top, then what am I, what am I doing? Yeah. Because for sure, I don't want to be hanging around the middle for the rest of my life. So what am I doing? So how did you, how did you kind of make that jump? Because I want to come back to something you said earlier about really kind of just listening to yourself. And I talk a lot about inner wisdom and inner guidance and actually the soul fed woman, because she is my internal compass. So how did you start to turn those little thoughts and nudges of, oh, I want more than this. You know, I kind of want more meaning to actually making that jump of, I'm going to completely just believe this and I'm just going to start taking the steps. Like, how did you start trusting that little voice inside you? Um, Well, the first step was to upskill. So I'd always been telling myself a story that I wasn't very academic. So I left school with just my GCSEs. I didn't go to university. And, you know, I was like, "Mm, I'm just not very academic. I'm very practical, very streetwise, but I'm not academic. And I used to say the same about creativity. I'm not a very creative person. So I just started looking for courses that would allow me to get a certificate that would um, 
for my ego, let me and the world know that I had a certificate in something, but what wasn't particularly academic. And so I'd had some good experiences with hypnotherapy. And one of my friends had trained to be a hypnotherapist. So I found a course that first of all, you start off with a certificate, then you've got a diploma, and then you get your um, postgraduate certificate if you wanted. And it was affiliated with the university. And so I felt that it would be a really good mix of getting something practical and uh, and academic at the same time. Yeah. So it wasn't that I felt this huge calling to be a hypnotherapist, but it just ticked some of the boxes mm-hmm. that would allow me to just get a little bit more confidence. And I always say that actually you just have to take the first step. And for me, that was the first step. I had no idea that I would end up doing what I was doing, what I am doing now from taking that step. It was just about feeling like I'm not quite intelligent enough. So I want to get something that's going to tell the world that I'm more intelligent, (laughs) which is really silly, but it was a great first step for me. And then through taking that step, I saw other people who were inspiring to me, who Mm -hmm. were doing interesting things. And so I just decided I'm going to, well, the next step was get my diploma. I then got pregnant again and I had an amazing hypnobirth. So I had my son at home, home, water, birth, hypnobirth. And then I had my daughter two years later at home in the water and a hypnobirth. And my husband, said to me, do you know what, I think there's something in this. And I was like, do you think? And so (laughs) it was at that point I decided, look, I'm on maternity leave now. There's never going to be a better chance for me to just test the water and do something else whilst I'm still getting paid for my corporate job. So that's when I decided I'd do the diploma in hypnotherapy and psychotherapy and I'd get a hypnobirthing certificate and I would just see if I could get some clients. So I had the safety net of being on maternity leave and going back if I wanted to. Mm -hmm. And I had the drive to use my time during my maternity leave to get the certificates and to start getting clients. And I did. And then I just, how did I start listening? I, I, I didn't know what I wanted but I knew that I didn't want to be working, selling advertising space. And so I had a choice. I could either go back and do what I didn't want and, you know, live that quiet life of desperation that you see so many people living, or I could try something new. Yeah. And so, and I should also say that I think that I personally have found it easy to try new things because my parents, when I was growing up, whenever I wanted to try something new, they just said, yes. Okay, why not? Give it a try. Okay. And so I tried lots and lots of things. Didn't worry about having to succeed. Didn't worry about the pressure of failure. And I feel like I've really taken that with me Mm. throughout. And also that kind of message of just taking the next step. I've had a few guests that have said that, you know, it's not about 
believing that you're trying to get to that end destination because you know we could argue there isn't one it's going to constantly keep changing and evolving but just taking that next step of what feels right for you and just trusting that that's the right next step yeah Yeah. it's interesting okay question for you then so we're obviously both women and we are on a predominantly female focused podcast Mm -hmm. and I know that you work a lot with women as well as do I so why do you think that and I don't want to kind of make this sound like it's every woman on the planet, but why do you think that women do often have a hard time of actually listening to ourselves and trusting ourselves? It's like the head kicks in and goes, oh, you don't want to do that. And oh, that's a stupid thing to do. I've struggled with it myself. I sense that you probably have as well. So why do you think that we do find it so hard to just listen to ourselves? I think part of it is just growing up. You know, I even see it with my kids now and, you know, I'm pretty conscious that as children, sometimes you just want them to do what you, you know the answer and you just want them to do what you, what you want them to do. Yeah. And so you start training them at a very young age to default to what you think rather yeah. than what they think. Mm. And I think that that's just super, super common. And then I also think, just look how bloody busy we are with with work, with, we don't, one of the things I talk to my clients about is making the time to listen, you know, I think sometimes we, we say, I don't know what I want. And I never believe that to be true. I always believe that we know, but sometimes I think that it is buried deep down underneath all of the shoulds and all of the things we think we should be doing yeah and so you have to create the time and the space to reconnect with yourself deeply Mm. in order to listen to that voice and then it's about being surrounded by people who you recognize are also choosing to follow their desires because I think that when we see other people doing it we then it's easier for us to give ourselves permission yeah definitely it's kind of fitting back into that group isn't it of, oh actually this is okay and these people are doing it so why can't I yeah exactly fair point um how do you feed your soul nowadays so what kind of things do you need to do to kind of feed Susie and to make her feel like you know lit up and connected what are the things that you need to do yeah I have to get out in nature pretty much daily I'm really lucky I live five minutes drive from the beach and so I'm at the beach most mornings um, between five and six or five and seven um, I'm down there and I'm walking and that feeds my soul no end I have to meditate I journal I have to move my body mm-hmm. and whenever I don't do those things I absolutely, I feel the chaos. (laughs) Everything just becomes a little bit harder. Uh, So yeah, those are the things. But particularly walking and being out in nature, I love it. I love the way that you said then, I can so feel the chaos because sometimes we struggle and I know maybe a lot of the listeners have this mindset shift that they need to kind of, you know, create. Mm -hmm. But sometimes we think taking time out for us is actually going to add to the chaos because then we're not doing things and we're not 
you know, getting through our to-do list. But as you just said, it's often the opposite, isn't it? Oh my goodness. You know, I'm quite lucky in the fact that my husband is at home. So I get to go out in the mornings, but I make, I have a minimum of seven hours a week. Sometimes it's as much as 14 hours on my own. And I make that time in the morning. If I have that time and gift myself that time, everybody's much happier. Totally. And then the chaos actually isn't as bad as you think it is. Exactly. <laughs> so on your journey so far, and I've kind of said this to all the guests up until now, but we are all on a journey. There is no end destination. It's constantly evolving, which is brilliant. But up until, up until now, what have you actually learned for yourself about the importance of listening to your own kind of soul hungers and desires? Like what have been the biggest learnings so far for you? I think that when you listen to your inner voice, expansion is inevitable. And, you know, when I say expansion, I mean personal growth, I mean business growth, I mean relationship growth. Everything gets bigger. You know, we're able to step into the fullness of ourselves. And I think that that's, you know, I believe. The reason I believe that there's no end destination is because whenever you get to the next level, there's another layer of expansion and there's another, you know, there's more space for growth. And I believe that that's what we're hardwired to want and desire. And I think that when you deny yourself the opportunity to learn new things or to challenge yourself or step beyond your comfort zone, the discomfort that you feel when you step beyond what you're familiar with, which can be really uncomfortable, is nothing in comparison to sitting, wishing, yearning for a life that feels just out of reach of your fingertips. Yeah. And I think that for anybody who is experiencing that feeling like it's just you're just not there yet or you're just not good enough for it i just want to encourage you to stretch because it is you know it's there for all of us and i think that when you start listening to what it is that you want again it's not about having it all now or diving headfirst into it but it's just taking one step yeah. ask yourself what's the one step that's going to take me a little bit closer to achieving my dream yeah and then take it and embracing that that discomfort like you said it's like trying to get comfortable with the feelings of discomfort and make yeah. those unfamiliar things become more familiar to you and just keep going keep going and keep going which yeah it can be challenging but like you said it's that's the whole point really why we're why we're here so before I ask you the final question, because we've almost come to the end already, it's like half an hour just goes yeah. so fast. But I would like to know, for people that are watching or listening right now who are kind of listening to your story and think, you know, that's quite similar to mine and they might be in a corporate job or maybe they're starting a business that's just not got any traction. What's your biggest piece of advice? Like what, what would be the one thing that you would highly encourage somebody right now listening to maybe just think about or reflect upon if they're feeling that they're not yet doing that little first step that you spoke about? I, my first tip would be really think about who it is that you want to be. 
And I think that it's interesting that quite often we focus on what it is that we want. So I want to be earning 5K a month or I want to be seeing 10 clients a month. And actually, the thing that will propel you further and faster than anything is understanding the type of person that you want to be. It's not about what you're doing, but who you are being and then aligning with the energy of that. And so I get my clients to ask themselves or to state the intention. I'm the type of person who does X, Y, and Z. I'm the type of person who gets up early in the morning. I'm the type of person who will have a green smoothie every day. I'm the type of person who has an amazing relationship with my partner. And when you kind of can get a really complete picture of the type of person who you are across all of the key areas of your life, then look at your actions. Are my actions aligned with the type of person who thinks abundantly? Are my actions aligned with the type of person who um, wants to go to the gym every week? You know, and line up that way. And it's all when you are energetically aligned with the type of person that you want to be, the stuff that you want, as in the stuff, really falls into place so much more quickly. But think about who you want to be first. I love that. So it's kind of like well, just coming back to this conversation, it's going back inward, isn't it? It's not kind of looking on the external, I want this and I want this and I want this. It's the energy of who's inside you and and really owning it and being unapologetic for who you actually want to be. So yeah, that's a fab piece of advice. Okay, final question. That sounds like a quick fire round now, <laughs> but final question. If you think of some of those times in your life when you said like you weren't perhaps as connected to who you are compared to now and you might have had a hungry soul and you weren't completely lit up with the stuff that you were doing, if you could go back to her, is there any advice that you would give her? Is there anything that you would like her to know? Yeah, I would want her to know that she is enough, that she's good enough, that she's bright enough, that she's clever enough. And she's got everything that she needs in the setup that she's got. Mm. And so not to worry about not feeling like you fit in not to worry about not having the coolest clothes or the best trainers, not to worry about not getting the best GCSEs or going to university, just to not worry, just to relax because everything's always working out for you. Oh, I love that. I got goosebumps. I felt a wave of emotion when you said that, that kind of you're enough, just you're enough already. Like so many of us need to embrace that one, don't we, Susie? <laughs> yeah. So before we finish, do you want to um, give us a bit of an idea as to where can we find your work? Um, I know you do like uh, masterminds and one-to-one -one coaching. So where on the web can we find your beautiful programs out there? Yes, you can visit me at www.susieashworth.com and you'll find me on Facebook at Susie Ashworth number two and I'm on Instagram, Susie underscore Ashworth. Search for Susie Ashworth and you can find me. <laughs> there we go. We'll find her. For anyone watching this, by the way, on either YouTube or on my website, Susie's links are below this video. And if you're listening on iTunes, you can head over to where Susie just directed you. Thank you so much for spending the last half an hour with us. It was an absolute pleasure and a beautiful conversation.
Thank you so much. You're welcome. Enjoy your day and we'll catch up soon. Bye. Bye. So there you go, gorgeous. Another episode brought to you by The Hungry Soul. Now, if that conversation has got you a little bit curious about your own journey right now and how perhaps you can start helping yourself to become more self-fed, but maybe you've got no idea where to start or what that might even mean for you, don't panic. We've got some fabulous gifts for you that are all completely free. All you need to do is head over to soulfedwoman.com forward slash free dash resources. And over there, there's workshops, handouts, meditations, and loads of other goodies. So go and grab as many of them as you want to. Can't wait to speak to you soon. Bye.